Hello, this is Abby. Dear Abby, this is gonna be a long one. Oh boy. Dear Abby, how do you tell the difference between a new exciting crush and a rebound? Does it matter? Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Welcome to our little corner of the internet. This is the Dear Abby podcast. I hope you stay and hang out with us. See you in a sec. Welcome back to today's episode of Dear Abby. Today, we have some fun plans for today's episode, and that includes what we, I wanted to talk about last week, but I was in a bit of a, I was in a bit of a bad mood, and I didn't get to talk about wonder, and the idea of wonder, and just like what anxiety, or just like a need to control and know everything does to make you not able to have or lean into wonder and the wonder of life, the wonder of all these things. Instead, we kind of label it as something we don't know or something that's uncertain is bad equals misery equals bad, (laughs) at least for me. Hey, hey, I don't know if this is everyone. This is just for me. Equals the worst thing that could possibly happen and all of those things. And sometimes, you know, even if things have happened, that feels like the worst thing ever. I think it's just always beneficial to believe that uncertainty can be really good and there's an aspect of wonder. So anyways, that's what we're going to get into. But first, first and foremost, uh, thank you for hopefully I'd have I have not posted my last week's episode yet because I record like in advance. So I remember though last week my episode might have been a little bit of a downer maybe at the beginning. I don't know what the response is to it. I almost didn't post it just because I feel so bad when I don't want to record or when I feel like I'm in a bad mood, you know, when when I'm just like feeling heavy or big and I feel like that's bad and I shouldn't be feeling that. But I do feel like in my heart of hearts, I believe that that's just a human experience and it's not bad to not want to do something for a bit and then do it anyways. So hopefully it wasn't like a horrible episode and I didn't leave everyone feeling like depressed and like I'm just some negative Nancy because I can be sometimes but my soul is very joyful and a dreamer. So uh, yeah, I just want to say hopefully everyone was (laughs) not everyone. I just I'm sorry. Okay, (laughs) Look, hey, I'm sorry. And if you don't think that it was bad, then, you know, what can I say except you're welcome? Uh, and maybe I just made people feel less, I don't know. I don't, I don't freaking know. I don't freaking know what I'm doing here. What the heck are we all doing here, huh? Why the heck are you listening? Okay, so, okay, a couple life updates, a couple things I've been thinking about. And first off, hmm? first off is I have been just working, you know, <laughs> just working, work, 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 nine to five, just been chilling. My life is really not very exciting um, as much as it used to be. I go back and forth because people love a relatable podcast, you know, but they also love some, something that's out of touch a little bit, maybe. Um, and mine just is whatever I, whatever I'm feeling, honestly, at that point. I mean, I have an, always an intention and direction of just like, obviously, 
hopefully to inspire to, you know, live the best life you can and love yourself and all that stuff. But I'm I teeter on maybe I don't want my podcast to do good because then then what if I get lost in it and then I'm just out of touch and then everyone hates me. That's what happens to everyone. That's what happens to everyone all the time. But then again, I I I've told I've told the people that I love most in this life. If anything ever gets to my head, please tell me. I really don't want it to. That's like a big fear of mine for some weird reason. I don't know why, but it is. Uh, so anyways, don't know why I just, I'm feeling a bit weird today, to be honest. Not bad, just weird. Okay. <sighs> I've got a zen out. In case anyone's falling asleep to my podcast, I'm going to be talking like this the rest of the time. Sorry if I annoyed you at the beginning. Here I go. Normal episode. We're going to start right here right now. I'm going into the I'm going right into the normal episode right this right after I finish this sentence. Life updates. Again, I've just been working and I have been going well, I have been going to the gym or working out at home either or. I've actually just been really craving like lifting heavy for some reason and getting stronger. So when I'm not able to work out that day or when like I just am too sore or if I don't have like, for example, sometimes I'll go, my gym is small that I go to. Sometimes people are on the equipment that I want to use and they're on there pretty much the whole time and I do it and I go before work. So if they're on there most of the time, I can't like do that workout or if there's only like two barbells. So if they're both being used, I can't do any like bench presses and stuff like that. Those those big normal movements like squats, bench press, as common as they are, they actually have always just done the most for my body, like in the sense of I actually get way stronger from them. And if I do them correctly with good form, but I, uh, or else I just hurt me if I don't, because uh, I just have sensitive knees and back. So I've been strength training my knees, my back, all that fun stuff. And then I have been I don't know, just craving like, I don't know, just weightlifting more. So I'm getting kind of annoyed that I can't always do the workout that I want to do. Don't know what to do about it because I don't want to pay for a gym membership because this one's free. So I think I'm just going to keep doing that and just suck it up uh, because I'm very grateful to have a free gym membership. It's helping me. So I'm just going to suck it up, I think. I just got to the conclusion of that. So I'm just going to suck it up and you know, work out that way. And, uh, uh, but I also have something common that I realize that I do is when you just keep finding new fitness influencers, either male or female, mostly female, and that like have your dream body in, you know, in quotations, air quotes, because for some reason, us women love to compare our bodies to other women and think we lack because look at her body, look at mine, I lack something. And it's so dumb because it's a little bit much sometimes when I do that because I, I really got in a good habit of not doing that anymore and it just ebbs and flows, you know? And most of the time I actually am very kind to my body, but every once in a while I'll just get in this weird phase where I just start to like find more fitness influencers and for some reason, 
even if they're so nice, like some girls will literally be like, do not compare your body to mine. I lift like five times a week and this is like my whole life. So in order to get like this type of a physique, you have to really dedicate pretty much your entire life to getting this kind of physique, unless you have like certain types of genetics, you know, then you don't actually have to work out as much. There's just so much back and forth and that whole world on the internet um, and in real life. So doesn't matter how nice they are if they give like a precursor it's like you just instinctually are going to compare I also find myself (laughs) following so many and then getting overwhelmed because they all say different things (laughs) and so and I actually am not trying to look like them like I, I actually genuinely have gone to a pretty healthy place of the way that I think about fitness uh thankfully and I just want to feel good in my body and feel strong and feel uh feel like my limbs aren't deteriorating that's kind of just all I want to feel to be honest and but then they're they're always have like great physiques these women I follow and so you're like well shiz like now I'm not gonna not notice that and then just like be like whoa what the crud But it is dumb because, again, most of these women dedicate like their entire lives to this lifestyle. And sometimes it's just like if that's not your passion, if that's not what you, you know, fuels your engine, then your physique probably is not going to look like that because you're not actually dedicating that much effort into it. But I finally found a workout program is what I'm saying. But then sometimes I can't lift the weights because people are on it. It's better than it's better than uh, the previous gym I went to because the previous gym, there would be like I'm not kidding, ten people standing in line to get on the squat machine, or to like bench press because there was like too many people for the little amount of stuff that they had, for the main exercises people do, so that was always like pretty devastating. Oh, cut, okay, cut, cut that. Just wanted to remind you also before we get into Dubs L's and then the rest of the episode that. There's a lot of self-help stuff out there and that's beautiful and it comes from such a good place from people who have really changed their lives. But it's it's okay if you're not doing all of it, you know what I mean? And take it one day at a time and self-help sometimes looks like a billion different things. Uh, so it feels like really exhausting sometimes because you get stressed you're not eating enough, you're stressed you're not eating the right things, you're stressed you're not working out as much as this person says or you're stressed you like missed something and wasn't able to do like or you weren't able to invest all of your time into your business that you wanted to do and then you get like and then that makes more stress the point of self-help is to like just be overall feel more joy and more peace and stressing out about not feeling enough joy and peace is kind of like that's a very paradoxical way of going and I do that all the time so gentle reminder that you're, you're doing you're doing good and you're doing the best that you can and you are trying and that's really all that you can do honestly if you are trying um and it's frustrating when we keep repeating the same things over and over again but one day I promise you if you keep going and you keep trying it'll change and you'll find a change within you and but it takes a long time sometimes it takes years for small little things to be healed or to be changed within you it's like those things take so long. So watching more TikToks or more reels or more things about how you need to change this and this will help you have this. They can be so helpful in little doses. Just don't over consume them because then you get 
yeah, it just makes me, it makes me feel worse. Uh, and very overwhelmed. Uh, okay. So, where are my dobs and owls? Where the heck did they go? Okay, a dub this week is I, I just was really honest with myself about a couple of things. And, you know, sometimes you kind of go through the motions, even though you're trying to be present, you can't be present all the time. That's exhausting, honestly. It's a, it's a little too much sometimes. I find myself really confused in my head a lot. And I think that's just because I'm still recovering from a disorder. So um, I'm letting go of a lot of patterns still. There's some I've let go of. There's some I, I'm like clinging to still for some reason. Like my inner scared person is like, don't let these go. Like that's really all we know. Mostly compulsive behaviors, shockingly. Okay, I don't know what I was saying, but yeah, it's a dub, I guess. That's really frustrating. Um, I... This is just what happens when you're tired and you have a lot on your brain, I guess. You just forget things and you can't remember for a good 15, 10 minutes, feels like. Probably only been two minutes, but I can't remember what I was talking about at all. Um, okay, and L is that I cannot remember things. I have a horrible memory. Uh, that's not really necessarily an L. That's just something I'm experiencing, but it's not fun and it's very frustrating and it's happened my whole life where I cannot remember stuff to save my life. I, I swear I have some kind of memory thing because I will be in, in the middle of something and then I, I will just, all of a sudden my brain just turns it off and I, I cannot find it. I do not know what the heck I was saying, I cannot remember. It's really frustrating. So I will work on frustration tolerance right now and continue with the episode. Uh, anyways, let's talk about wonder. Um, okay, wonder. I feel like that's a word. I don't really <laughs> need to describe what that word is. If you don't know what wonder is, I don't, I guess look it up, but for context of why I want to talk about wonder, it's because I feel like I've been missing wonder in my life. And it's very heavily due to A, the internet, and B, having anxiety or un like not being okay with uncertainty. And this need, this desperation to understand and know everything like all the time. I just get really, really distressed and overwhelmed if there's something that I cannot comprehend or cannot understand. So that's probably why religion and stuff like that is something that I just, it, it drives me sometimes crazy, seriously. I mean, it doesn't as much anymore because I'm, I'm fighting heavily. That doesn't make sense. I'm fighting to get it back. I'm fighting to get back like that, uh, that childlike wonder to where you can look at the sky and you are just like in awe. I mean, sometimes I, sometimes I get a glimpse of what that was like before I, you know, had like my OCD big thing, you know, where it was 24 seven. But before I used to like look at the sunset, I used to look at the sky. I used to look at like God's creations and nature and be able to like really appreciate them and feel connected to them and feel so grateful for them and their beauty. And I could like, I couldn't comprehend it. I couldn't understand it. I didn't know how I didn't 
and I didn't care. Like I just like, I just felt good and trust and like I could just appreciate these things and just know that I'm safe in them. And with OCD and anxiety, it's like specifically OCD for me has been way worse than anxiety. Like OCD is more depressing to me, like just my experience with it. So I'll see all these things and I'll be like, I don't care. And I mean, I I don't feel like that. I want to care. But my brain, my body, it's like the reaction is just like, I'm still, that part of me is still kind of sick. Like it's not healthy. And I'll keep fighting to get it back. But anyways, sometimes I think back to before and I was like, oh, I wish that I could see the world like how I saw it before. And I think that's very common for when you get older is like you feel like that wonder is missing and you feel so scared of like uncertainty because hard things have happened that it's so hard and I don't know what to do about it sometimes to like get that back. I don't know if this is like not normal and if I'm just like weird or something, but I've talked to people around me that have felt that and maybe on my sister's podcast, maybe they talked about wonder or something like I think actually a couple weeks ago. Um, and But we had talked about it before. It's just something that I think is so important to spiritual, mental, physical health is just to be able to not be certain about something, to be able to just be curious, period. Curious about something, not like a desperation to know, you know, that feeling of like needing to know. That part, like that OCD part of me screams when I look at something that I don't understand and it and I and I avoid things because it's so it's so uncomfortable to to confront that stuff and it's so uncomfortable to face it and I feel so like I'm I don't want to leave my house sometimes um because I'm just comfortable in my bed I, I know everything here I'm familiar with everything here comfort is so good but it's no longer like comfort. It's like a desperation of control and a desperation of like wanting, needing to know everything. And and instead of just trusting. As I'm saying this, like I'm realizing I'm still kind of making it like it's my problem. I don't, okay, because I feel like I always see my OCD or my lack of being okay with uncertainty as I think I can fix it because I do. I I do think it's like fixable in some ways of you can still live a really good, happy, joyous life with intrusive thoughts, OCD, that kind of thing. However, just like the compulsive behavior parts, I don't want to keep those. I don't want to avoid things. I don't want to do all that stuff. And eventually I pray, I pray so hard that one day I can feel good again. Sometimes I get too focused on how it's like, it's my problem. And I almost blame myself for having OCD when it was something that just like, it happened to me. I I had no, I didn't like choose this in this life. I didn't say, I I didn't know that this was going to happen to me. I didn't like plan for this, you know? I didn't plan to like have all of these things. They were just kind of all dumped on me really fast. And and then I look back, you grow up, you grow up just only knowing what you know. 
you know, <laughs> you know, you grew up only knowing what you know. And then you get older and older and older, you meet more people, you realize, oh my gosh, your brain doesn't, you don't think about that all the time. Wait, wait, you don't, you, you feel like you can just look at the sky and everything and just be like, oh, it's a, it's a sky. God's creations. And then that's it for you. There's not like an intense amount of fear and distress that's immediately flooded your body and your brain. And it's like, you got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. Like you got to pray more so that you understand. You got to, you got to, I don't know, like just like, it's so weird to grow up. And then you realize like not everyone is like that. Anyways, all I'm trying to say is it's not your fault. (laughs) It's like a, what is that movie? It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. That always helps though. Sometimes repetition helps. It's not your fault. Everything's going to be okay. I'm, g- I'm gentle parenting, right? I'm gentle parenting you right now. It's not your fault. It's going to be okay. Even if it takes 15 years, you will figure it out. Not the OCD stuff. I'm just saying you will figure out how to find joy and peace and tranquility in your life. And part of that journey for me right now is realizing that I need to continue doing treatment and just sacrifice the money, sacrifice all of that, continue to do treatment so that I can look up at the sky and not have to do a billion compulsions. So I can go to the beach and float and play in the water and not have like this huge existential thing every single time because it's exhausting. I just want to be able to make space again in my heart and in my brain for wonder because it scares me to live a life without like wonder again. I don't know why I'm crying, but I don't know exactly how to do that, but I think it's possible and I think it comes with a lot of taking small leaps of faith in whatever that is. If that's for me right now, I think that's just going back to therapy And I think I'm going to get a new therapist. I loved my old one, but I think just like, I think they're all booked up. So I'm starting with another one. Just keep trying, I guess, over and over again until it sticks, baby. Uh, I wanted to explain it a little bit better, but I, I'm sorry if that didn't make any sense of anything I just said. It also stems, I think, from having like a nephew and a niece again. Well, not again, but like having kids around, like little kids, uh, the way that they look at the world, they're just so like precious. I think maybe you get that back if you have kids. I don't know. People can tell me, but maybe you just get wonder back after you have kids because you see again, like what it's like and like they just came from somewhere so fresh and that's like their natural state is just to be in wonder of everything. And they don't want to figure it out. They just like want to play with it. They want to enjoy it. They don't need to intellectualize everything and make everything so like sophisticated and like so, I don't know. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But I think to a point when you think that you're more smart than whatever created the earth or, you know, anything like that. If you think you're so smart, I think that's extremely damaging. <laughs> to your soul and uh, I feel like OCD sometimes makes me feel like I have to learn everything and then like boost my ego of like oh my gosh okay now you know that so now you're like so smart and blah 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 and I'm like I don't even really care about that to my core I don't really care about that 
I just want to be along for the journey and learn as I go and be open and have my heart open to new experiences and have my mind open to new experiences. Truly, I believe that uncertainty, if you tell yourself it enough and if you practice it enough, that accepting uncertainty will be the greatest thing of your life, you know? And my life has not played out at all how I thought it would. And I just talked about how hard having this disorder is, but I also, it's, it's actually so much better than I ever thought. Like this life is so much better than I ever thought. And the way that it's played out is like so beautiful to me. As heart-wrenching as lots of it was, I'm still really grateful. So I'm kind of glad that things don't work out the way that we think because I do think we have a creator who so deeply knows us and who who has planned so much for you. And I couldn't comprehend what was planned for me before that I have now. So I can only imagine in the future. And so that's why it's easier for me to be like, okay, based on my past, I am fully like happy to just surrender and the part that gets sticky is I think just my OCD just makes it feel like I'm not able to do that so that's kind of what I think I'm what obviously I'm working on and it's just like sometimes I see adults that have like that childlike wonder and they don't have to figure everything out and I'm like I want to be you and I think it's possible you know I can have OCD and still be wondrous of the world and wonder and be curious without needing to know. And even if I have those like feelings that I need to know, I don't actually need to. And to stop asking, you know, my fear, my anxiety, my whatever for permission, get out there, go, go do something fun. And then Start to practice wonder again and open up your heart a little bit to new experiences and don't get stuck in your ways for too long. I get, I always say I'm good at change with change. I'm actually learning that I'm not actually not that good with change. I get, I'm like, oh my gosh, I love my life so much right now. Like, I don't need anything different. I'm so content and so happy. And then something changes and I'm like, no, please, no, I was so happy. And then I'm like, oh wait, I can still be happy in this phase of my life too. Like that the whole point is like, I I don't need anything else. That's my goal. And so it's like, yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. Anyways, you, you want to get it. Okay. So let's do a Dear Abby and then, and then wrap this baby up. Okay, you guys, I am feeling very, very excited and emo because this podcast is now made possible by No CD. You guys have heard me talk about No CD a million times in my podcast. I did therapy there. I go to support groups still to this day, and it's been such a huge part of my recovery journey. I couldn't be more excited about this partnership with them. No CD offers effective, affordable, and convenient OCD therapy. No CD therapists are trained in exposure response prevention therapy, which is a gold standard treatment for OCD. With NoCD, you can do virtual, live, face-to-face video sessions with one of their licensed, specialty-trained therapists from anywhere inside or outside the U.S. It's affordable, and they accept most major insurance plans, so getting help has never been easier. NoCD therapy goes beyond sessions. It includes in-between session support, 
where you can message your therapist anytime, access therapeutic tools, and get support from a community of peers who are overcoming OCD right in the NoCD platform. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. Visit NoCD.com today and book a free 15-minute call with their care team, many of whom have also experienced OCD. If you think you may be struggling with OCD, there's always hope. Now is the time to regain your life. Visit NoCD.com today. You guys, I got a fun. Oh, also next week, we're going to have a special guest. I'm just going to have Keaton back on. I just wanted this episode, this next week's episode to just be more fun, chill, less like advicey and more like just like fun between us. So look forward to that. It should be fun. Um, I'm going to force Keaton out of his podcast shell because he got nervous like a little baby last time. He was like, oh, I'm so scared. I don't know how to talk anymore. Okay, let's do a Dear Abby. You guys, I got a cute little, look at this thing. I got a cute little, um, hello. Hello, this is Abby. I got a prop. Look how cute this is. It's a perfect color. Anyways, I, I got a prop, a prop for uh, Dear Abby. So it looks cuter on the podcast. Didn't think I'd cave and care about this stuff, but I do. Not that one, not that one, not that one. Dear Abby, I have a question about being in your early to mid-20s. <laughs> I am out of college and am in the phase of life where a lot of my friends and the people around me were all going our separate ways and doing very different things. And it's really amazing but I also find that it comes with lots of comparing and lots of people giving you their unsolicited advice. And I'm just wondering how you navigate uh, being in that stage of life and how to, A, maybe stop comparing your life to others, because I seem to do that, and B, also how to maybe stop getting people to tell you what to do and all their advice. and. Although I appreciate it, it is hard to, uh, a hard time to navigate. Um, thank you so much. Love your podcast. Bye. Well, I kind of just talked about that a little bit at the beginning, I think. Was that this episode? I don't freaking know. Um, yeah, I feel like that's a great question. And I think the best advice for that is just use this up as an opportunity to learn to trust yourself, trust your, just trust that you'll figure it out. Like just trust that you will eventually find who you are. You're, cre you're kind of creating who you are at this point. Like I think at their core, everyone is just like love. I know that sounds really like cliche, but I think everyone is just love and they, they just have a soul, but you still have to do things. And that's actually the joy part of life, I think, is you're able to fuel your soul so that you have energy and love and you can like just keep the muck off you and you can do things and create things and be someone and kind of create yourself. Um, but yeah, it is hard because there's so many people that give you advice and like, I mean, my podcast is literally like an advice column, but my best advice that I always try to give is to go back to is just like, don't take, not don't take advice. Just don't prioritize other people's 
advice and opinions over what your heart and your soul tells you to do. And sometimes it feels very like really confusing. So I think obviously advice can be so helpful. Like I've had so much advice in my life that I've quite literally saved my life. And so advice is not bad, but it's because we get bombarded um, that we feel like it's bad now. Like all advice is bad, but advice can be so life-changing. Like advice is so good, but yeah, I think just be really stingy on who you follow. Be really stingy on what you listen to. And again, kind of take it in bits and pieces. So if you feel like just kind of test to see, because if you get really overwhelmed with maybe like two self-help podcasts like a week or something like to that manner, and then you find at the end of the week, you're like overthinking everything and dissecting like your behavior, but not in like, like, and it's in a shameful way, then you can notice that and sit down with yourself and say, okay, maybe I can only do one podcast like this a week. And then that's enough for me. And if you ever want to seek something out specifically that you need advice on, then I love that. I do that all the time on the internet. If I need advice on something, I will always go to the internet and search someone who's who's a professional in it. It's usually more like either technical stuff or work related or I don't know, like businessy stuff uh, of people who are the best of the best. But when it comes to, I think, spiritual stuff or emotional well-being, well, I don't know. That's kind of different because I think spiritual stuff, that's kind of more from within. And like for just from my real life experience, that's been like just going to church and then also outside of church. That's where I feel like my faith really grows, honestly. And then emotional. So I guess spiritually, find safe people that you feel like you, your soul feels like it can relax and trust. And then emotional, kind of the same thing, but sometimes it's helpful to have someone who's like emotionally intelligent or something that can give you advice and you go to them when you need them, not someone who's like shoving their advice down your throat. It is your, like you can, it feels like you can't control anything because everything feels so all over the place because there's so many different opinions and in your head, but you're not like, it's not a lost cause you can still find so much internal, like an internal compass, so much joy and peace, and you can control what you can consume. Oh, wait, you can control what you consume for the most part. Obviously, there's some things that are like unavoidable, like unavoidable, but for the most part, it's usually on your phone that you're scrolling and then you look at one thing and you look at another or you're on YouTube and you see one thing and it goes to the next. So just slow that down. Just turn it off. Be bored. Don't expect to have it all figured out and really, really let go of that. Like you actually don't need to. You don't need to have it all figured out. You just need to have, oh, what is it? The the boy, the horse, the fox, and the mole. I always say that. I That is not the name, I don't think, but that those are the people that are in it, the creatures. The boy, the horse, the fox, and the mole. Actually, I think that is. Anyways, that's, again, one of my favorite movies of all time. It's so cute, and it's like a short story. But one of the parts is he's like, I can't see like my way home. I've shared this on the podcast before. I don't care. I'm going to share it again. It's a good quote. Oh, he says like, I can't find my way home or I can't see my way home. Don't know which creature it was, but they replied and said, can you, I think it was the mole. The mole's wise. I think, I don't know. They're all kind of wise in their own way. Anyways. Oh my gosh. Can't see the way home. He replies with, can you see the next step? Don't get overwhelmed with where 
you want to be in 10 years. And I don't care if this is advice that everyone gives to everyone. This is what has actually helped me. So I will give this advice. <laughs> Let go of that expectation. And we just constantly have this fear of that we're doing something so terribly wrong. And then that fear just like builds, builds, builds. And then we realize we're so like trying to already get to the end point and uh, we're scared we're going to miss it. If you're really present with yourself as much as you can be and trying new things, discovering some things about yourself, maybe healing some things, going and trying a new career or something like that, you'll, you'll, you'll learn. You'll learn. Everything will be fine. And, but yeah, maybe silence your phone a little bit more. And no shame that you do that because everyone does it. Okay. Well, that was it for today's episode. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you want to support the podcast, you can find me on Spotify, Apple, and leave a review. Or I am on YouTube now and my video is nice. I have some, I bought some nice stuff. So my video is a little bit better. I don't have it. My camera usually would die halfway through the episode, which is very unprofessional of me. So now it lasts throughout the whole episode, which is good. I mean, as it should, because it's on YouTube. But yeah, I'm on YouTube. Check me out. You can watch and listen. And let me know if you guys want to do a Patreon or well, not if well, maybe if you're doing a Patreon, maybe let me know. But I'm saying for me, I might want to do a Patreon. I was thinking about that because I love my episodes and I love being very like, not serious, but I like actually being able to be, I don't know. It's just like a, I wanted to create a space where it was very vulnerable, open, honest, no judgment, like just a, a safe space. Um, I didn't want to make too many jokes or like be like kind of sillier, I guess, on the ep on these episodes most of the time because I want it to be like, again, almost like dedicated to, I don't know, just more of that safe space. However, um, since it's been over a year of this podcast, I've learned that I do want to have like a little bit more fun sometimes and, but I don't want it to be like my whole ep like my whole podcast, uh, cause I really value this. So I was thinking maybe a Patreon would be fun to just do like an extra episode every two weeks or something like that. And it would be more like games and funny, goofy, not serious, not talking about like really heavy stuff. Uh, it would just be fun. Yeah. So let me know, I guess, if you guys would be even interested in that. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening. Love you. Bye. Oh, I'm gonna go to the hospital.